Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Preacher fans, the only dudes who could ever teach me were some guys who were preacher fans. Yes, they were. They were. Oh, yes, they were. That's a podcast theme right there. Hey, welcome to the Preacher Podcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Ooh, that was going to go well. We let Pete do it, and it was perfect. Oh, I like man. it. We let you do it, and you would call it the Preacher Podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. Did you panic and think maybe you're introducing yourself? Nope. Uh, I stumbled over my uh, words. Oh, okay. That's all right. I do that all the time. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And hey. you are listening to Preacher Bed, a Preacher Podcast. We're going to be talking about the latest episode of the show, the Tom Slash Brady. Yeah. Which was on AMC, which is a channel on your TV. Yes. Very exciting. And I'm excited to talk about this as we're starting to wrap up the third season oh, of Preacher. Oh, so... Don't worry, there might be another season. They actually haven't picked it up for a fourth season, which is interesting. Oh, no. I think Uh-oh. they'll announce it. I'm pretty confident to that, even though ratings have been okay oh, for no, the season. Really? They've been okay, but we'll see what happens. We'll talk about more of that soon. Instead, let's do a little bit of a recap. So we got two trains running here. First train is the Cassidy train. He's over in New Orleans. He has fallen in with a vampire cult. Turns out the vampire cult. Not that nice. He doesn't know that yet. But the leader of the vampire cult, a very Lestat type, is actually turning people into vampires and then eating them in order to give himself greater powers, turn into a cat, flying, yeah. etc. Uh, meanwhile, Malcolm Barrett, who that is his actual name, not his character name. Yeah, I figured it out. Hoover. Hoover. There Agent we go. Hoover. Yeah. yeah, we're very good at this show. Hoover has... And when uh, I said I figured it out, I just listened this time. <laughs> or HJ. Uh, Hoover has uh, been tracking them down and trying to kill them. Uh, he works for the Grail, which is a big organization that is trying to deal with the potential apocalypse that will be hitting the world soon by introducing a new messiah in the form of Humperdew, the descendant of Christ, the alternate... Messiah is Jesse Custer, who is a preacher. He is inhabited by a being called Genesis. that gives him the power to command whoever he wants. Uh, actually, three trains winning this episode. Sorry. Uh, Jesse has been captured slash being used by a guy named Her Star, who works for the Grail in order to kill the Allfather, who is a hideously obese man who runs the Grail. Uh, meanwhile, the other thing that's going on is there's a lady named Grandma in a place called Angelville who needs souls and has sent a bunch of folks to Osaka in Japan in order to get souls for her to eat so that she can be young and happy again. I think yes. that's pretty much it. We'll get into other stuff. I mean, I guess go. I would call that a fourth train, the sure. group that's in Osaka. Yes. There's uh, a lot of trains running. The big thing you yeah. need to know about Treacher is it's mostly about trains. 
Yes, exactly. That's one of the things it's about preaching. Of, and, the, yeah. and we're the conductors. Uh, yes. I just want to ask, did you get the Tom Brady joke? Or did that go over your head? Why? Because I don't fucking know who Tom Brady is. Well, I don't one know. One of the most you famous don't... football players in the entire world. Yes, I know who Tom Brady is. I've seen a Super Bowl or okay. two in my time, Pete. All right. Uh, nice. But Come this on. is Tom slash Brady. Yeah, that's a different guy. It's a different guy. Yes. Uh, and Tom Brady, as we learned in this episode, is equal parts good and evil, which I think is highly accurate. Also, uh, Hoover is uh, FJ. I misspoke and said HJ. That's a separate thing. Yeah, that's something that you always have your mind on, though. <laughs> what are we talking about exactly? Let's jump into the Great. episode. Justin, you know Tom Brady, but you don't know HJ? I've never heard of it. Okay. Mm. Don't tell him anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is it? I'm not. We're not going to tell Harold you. Harold Jacobs. Yes. <laughs> You're so close. That's very close. Ooh. So close. Yeah. So All right. Close. Walk us through the episode, Look. Justin. What? Uh, yes. Uh, do you know what a BJ is? Uh, Brother Jacobs. No, it's oh. a great wholesale store. Oh, yeah. This episode is obviously, yeah, yeah. Oh, as okay. always, sponsored by BJ's. <laughs> uh, let's oh, jump into the man. episode. I love going to BJ's. I love getting stuff at You can BJ's. also shop at HJ's, but it's a little worse. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. It's like, well, it's like known is it as too being rough? worse. Huh? Is it rough? Sometimes. He knows what we're talking about. Depends on who you, right. who you go with. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just asking. I just like stores. Yeah. Okay. He loves stores. Well, what I liked about the start of this episode is it starts right where we left off, which I really appreciate. Yes. I hate when it leaves you in a cliffhanger and doesn't come back to that cliffhanger. So I was very happy that we started right at the end of the last episode. And ep- to uh, further explain Pete's words, um, we have Jesse in an elevator with Hairstar. Hairstar wants Jesse to kill the Owlfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, but when the door opens, Hairstar plays it like he's cast. Captured Jesse, trying to play both sides like an asshole. Right. Right. So Jesse proceeds to grab the gun, take down a bunch of dudes in the crowd. They have a fun elevator fight. Oh, with ele- some great music choice. Just so fun. What was the music choice? It was just like this light kind of elevator, like doop, doop, doop. Oh, just the elevator yeah. girl uh, from Ipanema or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then the elevator door opens on a dude who's been fired by Cheese Monthly, which I thought was hilarious. Very fun stuff. Yeah. Oh. Oh, man. That's the worst. You know, Did you read you the latest like issue, that. by the way? Cheese Monthly? Yeah. Of course. I got a subscription. Yeah, of course. The Brie section was just really mind-blowing. Yeah. Ten Brie's you got to check out before you die? Yeah. 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 I'm up to seven. Um, I <laughs> was... very close Wow. To what a bucket list. You <laughs> got a three-cheese bucket die. list. Yeah. Get it done, Pete. <laughs> Get it uh, done. I uh, was into Cheese Monthly, but I actually had to go to Cheese Weekly. Wow. Because oh. that's how much of a fiend I am. Oh, wow, man. man. I actually started reading the Daily Cheese. Not enough content for that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, not enough. They're very, really pulling very, their hair out, trying yeah, to be like, very thin paper. okay, let's do another Swiss article. Something about Swiss. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so so they have the fight in so the elevator. So the cheese the, monthly character um, does, uh, is very important, and want to remember that for later. Yeah. But then they come back up in the elevator. Hair Asiago, I believe, is his name. <laughs> and uh, oh wait, H A. Ah, oh, so close, so close. Yeah, <laughs> very close. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're getting there. And then uh, Jesse shoots the Allfather, and he thinks yep. the Allfather's dead, except because he's so fat, the bullet just lodges in him, and he's actually totally fine. They yep. capture Jesse. Should we just keep going with the Jesse plot line? Let's do it. Sure. Great. They capture Jesse. Hairstar wants to act against the Allfather, but he really just can't bring himself to. 
the Hell Father's plan is that they're going to suck out Genesis and put Genesis inside of Humperdue. But Jesse correctly points out if you try to do that, Humperdue is going to explode. Yeah. And Humperdue does explode in totally gross matter. Turns out they've cloned Humperdue. Yeah. That's now, also a really fun uh, music choice when there's just a bunch of Humperdues dying <laughs> left and right. And it's very magical and yeah. hilarious. What was the music choice? Um, I don't know, but it was it was good. <laughs> it's right. a humper doozy um, of a series of events. The explosion, explosion, explosion. I like that. Um, All Father has this great line that religion's secret weapon is science, uh, yep. which was fun. So they've been cloning Humperdue to try to find the perfect mix of person uh, that could hold Genesis. Which, since Genesis is half God, half Satan, I guess. Uh, the pers- the vessel has to be half good, half evil. Right. And, of course, they land on Tom Brady. Right. Now, what were the two halves? Good Thomas evil. Jefferson and Wayne Brady. Right. There you go. Very so funny. So, my question is, who's the bad guy in that scenario? Think Ooh, about it. I, who do you think? Ready, on, the count of, on the count of three, we'll say who we think the bad guy is in the situation. Ready? Right. One, yep. two, two, three. three. Wayne, Wayne Brady. Brady. What? Look. Why is Wayne Brady the bad guy? You racist assholes. I'm just saying, have you ever seen any of his appearances on TV? Let's make a deal. Woo, no thanks. Yeah, that guy's up to something. Yeah. That guy's hilarious. Why does he constantly make want to make deals, you know? That's Satan stuff. Yeah, you know who makes deals? The devil. Yeah. I didn't like the shot of Wayne Brady. What? <laughs> <laughs> Did not like it. Offended. So you think Thomas Jefferson Also, there was, was evil? a shot at Serena Williams in this one, too. Uh, I didn't catch that. Wait, you think Thomas Jefferson is a bad guy there? He's got to be because Wayne Brady is a saint. Thomas, wow. Thomas Jefferson, the uh, one of the founding fathers. Great guy. I, I cannot, douche douchebag. I can't think of a single bad thing about Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> to be honest with you. Maybe the point here is that everyone has a little bit of good mm. and a little bit of evil in there, right. especially musical improv. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, it turns out that that Humperdue can take Tom Brady, and then they shoot that clone and Which, decide... I freaked out. I was like, what the fuck? Why would they when do they that? When they kill yeah. that Humperdue? So Genesis goes into the Tom Brady Humperdue and he says, bow before bow. me. And they both And they bow. have to. He can use Genesis. And then the mean lady shoots him. Yeah. Were yeah. you guys thinking, what the fuck? Why would they do that? Uh, briefly. And then I was like, then uh, the all-father says, bring out, immediately. Yeah. bring out the Messiah. Yeah. So they're going to put Genesis in the real Humperdue with the Tom Brady mixture. Now, let's talk about what this means for Jesse if he no longer has Genesis. That's kind of a good thing for him, right? Right. But also, there was this there was funny back and forth with Jesse and Hare Star, which I thought was a fun, odd couple pairing to see them like trying to pretend that they aren't uh, working together, but also, like, Hairstar was talking really loudly in a room that was very small. So I was like, how is this, uh, you know... Oh, yeah, it's... There's... And I mean this in the best way. There's nothing subtle about this show. It's all very stagey. And with something like that, I feel like you just go with it. There's no real logic to the fact that the All-Father can't hear him. It doesn't matter. Yeah. One uh, thing I will mention, and I know we're supposed to, consistently grossed out by the All Fathers eating. Oh. So disgusting. And the barfing, I think. Yeah. Well, what oh, sucks is that every time too. I see him eating, I'm like, please don't show him barfing. And then, of course, he gets his stick, and then, oh. I was eating lunch while I was watching the episode. You can't Bad do decision. That. 
be bad a bad decision. Not do that. But really did bad. it taste good um, coming back up? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always barf up my meals. Yeah, you have your barfing <laughs> stick. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, Jesse definitely doesn't think losing Genesis is a good thing. Yeah. And it's been his, like, quest. Um, we've been on a bunch of side quests for the past two seasons of this show. But his quest is to finally find God and... Uh, and Make him answer some questions. Yeah, exactly. Also, uh, Jesse kind of had a interesting moment where he was talking about faith. He has faith that he was the chosen one, which the All-Father was just kind of laughing at, which was weird, because I was like, you're supposed to be a fucking huge religious dude, and you're laughing at Jesse for having faith. Yeah. Well, but the Grail doesn't have faith, really, I think that's the corruption of their organized religion. Yeah. Maybe that's sort of one of the themes of the show. Now we're talking big ideas. Let's move over and talk about Cassidy and what's going on with him. A a nice way to kind of... uh, Hairstar gets a text... Uh, that comes from... A lot from, of texting this episode. Yeah. That's one thing that I That noticed. was really Fine. funny, though, the texting back and forth. I very much right. enjoyed it. So they capture Hoover. Yeah. The vampires yeah. capture Hoover. Uh, and then... Well, um, I liked... They captured him because he was mounting, like, a very stupid-looking one-man assault on the vampires. Yes. Yeah. Uh, garlic, bandolier, uh, solar lights, like... Really getting ready. And the old wooden stake. Very easily surround him. Right. Uh, so they capture him. They send a bunch of photos to Hairstar, and Hairstar basically says, eh, that's okay. Yep. You can keep him. It's yep. all good. Kill He's him. an idiot. I don't like him anyway. Yes, yeah. which was a lot of fun. Uh, but then they give him a choice. They say, you can either become a vampire or you can die. And he decides that his mom would be upset if he died, so he decides to become a vampire. Which was a hilarious little moment. <laughs> yeah, Very it's great. fun. So uh, Lestat dude turns him and he's having fun. Everyone's having fun. Oh, he's having a blast. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the fangs on. He's loving it. And that vamp Rob life. loves it. Yeah. yeah. He's great, by the way. I really yeah. enjoy him and I enjoy Hoover? having him around. Yeah. Hoover. Uh, but also Malcolm Barrow. I interviewed him once when I was a TV guide and he was a super fun dude. We hung yeah, out for a while fun. and chatted and just very nice. Very excited to be doing TV. He was there to talk timeless pre- um, mostly. Um, but yeah, he's fun. He's good. Cool. That's it. That's my whole spiel. Uh, so Cassidy um, is starting to be a little suspicious of his buddy. A little suspicious. He's like, what's the deal? This seems a little weird. He's like, why can't I fly yet? What's going on? Yeah, he can't fly. Then he finds a very bloody neck pillow. Right, which, which he remembers. Clue. Yeah. From his friend. Yeah. Right. And he goes in to confront Lestat dude, uh, who is about to eat Hoover. Now, I thought this was an interesting moment in the car because Hoover recognizes the music. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it gives Lestat dude pause a little bit. Yeah, he's bit. like, oh, you seem cool, man. Yeah. yeah. But then he immediately goes into his speech, the same speech we saw him give the last episode. Like, let me just, just start to interrupt you, but let me just say, like, say someone who you don't like plays your favorite piece of classical music. Like, what's your favorite piece of classical music? Uh, I don't know. Like, Hit Me Baby One More Time or there something? Go. Good. <laughs> Pete, what about you? Favorite uh, symphony? Uh, I'll probably go with... Um, Bittersweet Symphony? Uh, Ice Cube, uh, today was a good day. Great, yeah. This is classical music. Mm -hmm. Um, If someone started, your enemy played that, would you be like, oh, that's cool? Yeah, I would. I think I would. would. 100%. I would still murder them, but I would have a nice moment with them. I don't know. We'd probably do the routine from Hit Me Baby one more time, you know. You and their enemy would? Yeah. And you'd dance. Oh, you'd dance fight instead of regular fight. Oh, 100%. Uh, and I would kill them on the dance floor. Ah, oh, nice. Oh, wow. Yes, I know. You've got you? dumb moves. There, Sparky, what's your... Uh, don't listen to music, don't dance. Wow. 
<laughs> you square. Get out of here, square. I just never had the guts to make a choice. <laughs> you're Did you have a point to that? Or were you just going to ask us what... I was just getting to know you. Yeah, Jesus. That's why we do this podcast is because we sit down, we stare at Preacher for an hour, and we never talk. Yeah. So we were like, we should find out about each other. Let's start a podcast. The heat is gone from this uh, relationship. We need to do some sort of dirty dancing. Gone. Man, if only there were some sort of like moves you could do that could like really take things up a bit. Yeah, I know. Nobody puts Pete in the corner. Mm. Oh, boy. Uh, Anyways, so yeah, uh, Hoover runs away. Uh, So yeah, so uh, Cassidy confronts, saves Hoover's life after Lestat dude is given pause by uh, their uh, classical music connection. And then uh, Hoover runs away and uh, Lestat dude sort of, Beats up Cassidy. Real yeah, fast. but he doesn't kill Cassidy, which I think, I think is he important. likes him. Yes, I think he does honestly like Cassidy. He has Maybe found somebody who is semi equal with him in a very different way, and it's going to be a rough episode next episode when this all yeah. goes down. Oh man, yeah. So that's it for the Cassidy chain. Let's talk about Grandma since that's a little blip. She's having some nightmares oh, about yeah. what's going on. When you get old, your dreams got to get nuts. Yeah, really? Yeah. So mm. she's having a bunch of nightmares about what's going on in Osaka, about all the souls that she's eaten. Um, what do you think is going on here? Uh, I have a couple of theories, but I'm curious to hear from also you guys. Also great, uh, we got the devil back. Well, so we'll hold get on to a that second. in a second. So here's, I'll throw out what I'm thinking about the nightmares. I think there's a couple of things. One, she might be going into withdrawals, essentially, from soul souls. Withdrawal. Soul withdrawal. Uh, the other thing is she could... I think it's interesting that maybe they are making us feel for Grandma a little bit. She has been this nightmare character for the first half of the season, but over the past couple of episodes, she's confessed how much she loves and needs Jesse. We've seen some very sad, upsetting, but sad scenes with her and TC, and now we get her perspective on these nightmares. I think this is really bringing us into her world and her perspective and humanizing her in a certain way. Interesting. I'm not falling for it, dude. Uh, Yeah, I didn't actually feel super humanized or connected to her at all. I felt like she was having a sort of premonition-y dream, a dream that's meant to be a vision for the future. Um, Because I don't know, there was nothing super sympathetic about just that she was struggling a little bit because she's just greedy. I mean, they were trying to paint her that way with the, oh, Jesse, come back, you know, all that kind of stuff. And like, yeah, they have touched upon it a couple times. Uh, how how much like family means to her and that kind of stuff. So they are trying, but she's an evil, evil lady. So I'm yeah. not buying it. Uh, do you think that it, Featherstone is going to die based on her dream? No. No. No, I don't think so. I think they're going to keep Featherstone around. They're going to keep Hoover around. They're fun characters, and we got to see how they play out. So you think the dream was just totally random? I, not totally random. I think she was picturing the world the way she thinks it is or how she thinks people should be. Like a vision. Yeah. Mm, Not of the future. A vision of of her feelings. Like a a vision of her feelings. Yes. Okay. Can we we talk about the devil now? Yeah. Great. It's all you ever want to talk about. (laughs) The devil. Come to my devil meetup. Believe in the devil. Worship the devil. I know. We talked about how much we enjoyed the devil in a couple episodes ago and it was cool that the devil is back. Uh, and <laughs> that's the first time in history anybody said that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, 
But I also thought it was hilarious the way he dismissed the other guys. Like, why don't you go fuck a goat or whatever you're into? I thought that was really funny. Yeah, I thought the devil was pretty, Satan was pretty casual about yeah. his visit to grandma. Yeah. I, here's what I need to understand. I need to understand the rules of how you get to and from hell. Because we deal with it a little bit this episode, but Satan kind of just shows up at Angelville, no big deal. Yeah, doesn't even put a shirt on. And, right. and the other kind of like hitman type character. Right, the angel of death. She just shows up. Like on a plane in so, Osaka, and then she's back. But on a the Santa Killers has to walk for it seems like miles yes. and miles. Anytime. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I don't understand the rules of how this works necessarily. Well, Santa yeah. Killers is like a freelancer, so he doesn't sure. get access to the prime internet. Oh, like the CMS or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Cool. He has to, to go the shitty way. Satan. And so he's still yeah. submitting his stuff through Word docs, and everybody yeah. else is using the CMS. Exactly. And he doesn't get. Uh, this seems like very personal to your life. Yes. Uh, he doesn't get uh, <laughs> insurance coverage. Or anything like that. Yeah, one hundred percent. He's like kind of a perma lancer. Yeah, like totally. Viacom. If yeah, wow, <laughs> wow dude, this is getting uh, interesting. The uh, I also think so. Satan's in hell, which is warm, mm-hmm. hot even. Yeah, he comes to Earth. He's got to be cold. Why does he have a shirt on? <laughs> That's what's bothering you. Yeah, this is you know like a lot of times you have problems with episodes. Yep. Like famously in our Cloak and Dagger podcast, so you didn't like how. <coughs> Cloak Tyrone wasn't as good at basketball as he should have been. Yeah. Well, this is my lap. Okay. You know what somebody needs I to do? I respect that. Somebody needs to give him an HJ. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm uh, sure. Oh, sorry. A hot jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> yeah, you. I love it when my clothes are preheated. Yeah, that's what that means, right? Yeah, I think that's okay, just it. Sure. I mean, it would have yeah, been cool. Yeah, you were back would, out the, behind it. the barn getting an HJ. I think it would have <laughs> been funny, though, if he had like a, a line where it was just like... I don't know how you people do it. It's freezing up here. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's a fun thing. It would have been fun. Wait, sorry. fun. Is the BJ a barn jacket? Now, now you get oh, it. Oh, okay. I'm starting to put it together. Yeah. <laughs> That's where they mostly, uh, they, they always take place in a barn. Ah, great. Um, can't, so wait to anyways, get a, can't wait to get a HJ and my BJ. The devil <laughs> makes a deal with grandma. Yeah. They've made a deal. Yeah. They're talking about their previous deal. And they're and saying, like, let's make a new deal. Isn't yeah. it fun how into Jesse Satan is? Don't you think it would be, what do you think if Satan was like, hey, I got to talk to Pete? I, I would, that would be the scariest thing ever. Would it be, the, he seems pretty casual. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah, he's chill. That's all part of the act, guys. I don't know. It, it felt pretty real to me. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I, I don't know. I mean, he's Tobin from The Walking Dead, very friendly guy. So I think it'd be fine if Satan came up here, if Satan. Ever wants to guest on our podcast? One hundred percent into that. Oh, yeah, we've well. we've said that we've said that from day one. There's always an open door. <laughs> Don't be inviting fucking shit like that to happen. Now. If you didn't want to invite shit like that to happen, you wouldn't have agreed to do this podcast in a pentagram. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you had no problem this with that is, before. You yeah. didn't break the circle of salt. We, we lay down out the around. microphones. We connect them to our Zoom H4N. We draw the pentagram and blood on the floor, and then we start that podcast. Where do we get the blood? Save it up. <laughs> Great explanation. <laughs> oh boy! All right, so Satan you, makes you, a deal. Can, you can make withdrawals in the blood bank. It's yeah, not so just Satan makes a deal for her. Uh, then he goes back. He gets his freelancer, the Angel of Death, to go after Tulip. Let's jump back. Talk about what's going on with Tulip and Osaka. They oh, have, this was fun. 
You like everything about this show. It's great. Yeah, it's so great. <laughs> Even described like every the single title card for Japan, and then the shot of them and the little white van is adorable. I love everything. Yeah, so they end up going to the Grail office in Osaka, where they have all these souls. Their plan is to set up a sexual harassment training it's in great, order to fun. snag a badge so that they can break into the soul area. Uh, it's ridiculous. I love the relationship between Featherstone and Tulip. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun as they spar back and forth. Yeah. Um, their relationship is really enjoyable. Having Jody along for the ride is great. Their whole sexual harassment role play is... Sadly, for courtly life, oh. I don't know if you guys have had to go through sexual harassment training, but yes. spot on. Yeah. Yes. Like, I, if you've never done that, if you were watching the show and you're like, ha, 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 that's very over the top. Nope. 100%. Nope. Exactly. It's sad that that's what we have to do because apparently people don't know and it's just ridiculous. I, I'm pointing out more how ridiculously performed they usually are or yeah. how, in general, ridiculous they are. Because I, I think it is fine to go through sexual harassment training. I think it's good to have it, and it's good to lay out these things constantly so people understand where boundaries are, but more importantly, understand how to report these things um, at places, you know, companies that I won't necessarily mention. Yeah, we would never name a company on the podcast. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, but they are usually extremely poorly done is the problem. So Satan, if you are listening, if you would like to hire us to do some sort of sexual harassment Stop training for hell. Stop inviting Satan to our stuff, man. What the fuck? No, no, no. We'll sell Pete's soul. Uh, no, my 100%. soul is not for sale. Okay, we'll That's trade it. We'll trade, trade it. Nope. For like a, a cool toy. Nope. Yeah. Uh, anyways, cool oh man. So there's where uh, Tulip has to like come on to the boss. That was really hysterical. Uh, and then um, Featherstone and her kind of like talking, like, there's got to be an easier way to do that. And Featherstone's like, yeah, there is, but I wanted to see you grab his ass. So that yeah. was like, it's a lot of fun. It, uh, and then they end up breaking into the soul. Asylum. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. No. Uh, and they go through a little, uh, again, back and forth where Featherstone is trying to hack in. Tulip is just trying to bang her way in. Yeah. Uh, and eventually they kind of hit the happy medium there, which is nice. They work together and they steal a bunch of souls. Also, there's kind of a fun HR joke where it's like I'm uh, Jody walks in and goes, I'm here from HR. You know, let me see your browser history. That was hysterical. Yeah. And then I love how Jody's in his briefcase. Everybody's got a silver briefcase. He has a hammer and crosswords puzzle, and that's it. In this I whole gotta briefcase. say, I was a little disappointed it wasn't a copy of Cheese Monthly. I think that would have been a really no, good callback or tie-in. But I don't know. I just throw that. The puzzles yeah. was fun. Yeah, mm. uh, I my, think my idea just, is more fun. Uh, well, I well. think the the problem with your idea is that it's a little too highbrow for Jody. The Cheese Monthly, sure. Is Everybody it? likes yeah. cheese. Yeah, one hundred percent. No, I think there's it's not more actually high any articles thing. in Cheese Monthly. It's just pictures. Yeah, and puzzles, and scratch and sniff. Yeah, <laughs> lots of mots. Oh man, I'd be into that hard yeah. core. Yeah. Now, want a good time? Check out page seventy-two. Now they end up leaving the lobby. They walk out uh, just as the Angel of Death arrives, and we get a delightful moment. Uh, they had earlier dropped that people were getting sexually harassed in, in the, the lobby, lobby yeah. and we get to see that happen. Yep. That by far was my favorite moment of the episode. That it was, was funny. a great callback. Yeah. Totally ridiculously over the top, hopefully. And then on the plane, uh, I love the moment where Tulip was like, uh, nope, 
I'm not Tulip. So, so the angel of death approaches Tulip, uh, says, I'm looking for Tulip O'Hare. And she says, no, I'm not Tulip O'Hare. I'm Japanese name. Uh, and then she says, are you sure? I'm looking for somebody dressed as a grail operative with brown hair. And she says, oh, why don't you check out that lady? She has brown hair and is a grail operative. At which point the angel of death grabs Featherstone to drag her to hell. They meet up with Eugene and the Saint of Killers and Hitler. Uh, and the Hitler turns to Featherstone. Well, we should say real quick. Oh, yeah. They've switched the cases, so Featherstone has the souls yeah. right. that Tulip needs to bring back to Angelville to get Jesse so free. So now they're going to have to go down to hell, yeah. oh, which man. is crazy pants. Uh, yeah, so Hitler turns to Featherstone and says, hey, you don't by chance have a cell phone, and he texts the dude that he was working with, and the dude says, oh, now, Hilter... Oh, shit, they've, they've got Hilter. They've got yeah. Hilter, and that's how we had the and episode. And that's a fun bus stop, by the way. Those guys all lined up like that? Yeah. That's a fun bus stop. Yeah. Now, we, last episode, based on this episode, it seems like everything's going to come together in hell, maybe? Could be. I mean, uh, they're at this bus stop. Is that... Are they waiting to get to hell? Yeah, that's where yeah. the bus stop goes. Yeah, it's a bus to hell. So I it's guess it's a so. highway to hell. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the thing. If they get on the bus, maybe they're all going to meet up in hell. But if not, then it'll probably end up all being back in Angelville. Could be any of two places. Buses go fucking everywhere, dude. Oh man, what a great time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you uh, like this podcast and would like to support us, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the Pit Loft in New York. Come on by. We'll chat about Preacher. We also have a Preacher dedicated Twitter account, at Men Preacher. You can check out. We post up pics from the episode and videos as well as the podcast, of course. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Uh, friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at comicbookclublive.com for the podcast and more. And oh, French class. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>